I know this week the whole world was focused on the Fonnie Willis case and the Fonnie Willis hearing, and there's going to be uh, some something happening in that case today. We'll see where that goes. But ultimately, yesterday, there was another hearing in Washington, which I think ultimately is a lot more important. Do you remember, a? I guess now it was a month or two ago, where I was telling you about what happened in uh, w- with the Secretary of Defense going to the hospital for a relatively serious medical procedure and not telling anybody about it. I mean, I still can't believe it. I mean, I, I would think that I would hope anyway that the Secretary of Defense and the president would in the middle of three wars that we're involved in, three wars and counting, that they would communicate regularly enough that uh, Lloyd Austin's or any defense secretary, but General Austin, including his sudden disappearance, would set off alarm bells in the West Wing. But apparently it didn't. I, I, I think it's crazy. The whole thing I still think is crazy. And I do think both parties, when they're in control of Congress, what they love to do is hold this endless string of hearings to torture the other party. They they both do it. I don't think this is one of these frivolous show trials. And usually I try to keep it a little light on Fridays, our last hour of the show. But this was so important that I think it's worth revisiting. And I was surprised that I was listening to a lot of other talk shows, and not just on this station, but a bunch of stations. And I didn't hear anybody mentioning this. And I think this is a, he- a hearing that was important for the country. And honestly, I found the I, I I found the defense secretary's answers completely lacking. So he came under fire uh, from the House Republicans, and they faulted the defense secretary, rightly so, for not blaming anyone for failing to notify the White House. This was a very contentious hearing of the House Armed Services Committee, and this was really the first public appearance on Capitol Hill that General Austin has made since his hospital stay in January to treat complications from cancer surgery. And this has sparked, the way this was handled, sparked intense criticism, even some calls for him to resign. Republicans zeroed in on the fact that Austin was in the hospital for three days before President Biden and the White House even learned about his status. And they're saying it shows his lack of influence on national security. Here's a little bit of the back and forth between. uh, Well, here's a little bit of General General Austin explaining what happened and talking about what's going to be happening differently in the future. Let me be clear. I never intended to keep my hospitalization from the White House or from anybody else. That's why we immediately instituted changes to the way that the authorities can be temporarily transferred to my deputy and to the way that notifications get made. I mean, I th- think about Listen to that. I mean, I thought that was a ridiculous statement. He's saying, essentially, I didn't intend to keep this a secret. That's why we changed the protocol. Well, if you didn't attempt to keep this a secret or if you weren't planning on trying to keep the secret, wouldn't the prudent thing have done? Wouldn't the prudent thing have been to just change the protocol prior 
to you going to the hospital? And again, I'm not trying to pick on General Austin here of everything, of everyone that's in the Biden administration right now. You know, I don't know that he's the biggest problem, honestly. So I'm not trying to pick on him here. But this explanation is it makes no sense. Look, we all make mistakes and maybe this is his mistake. But this is a pretty big mistake. I think it says a lot about his judgment. Let me be clear. I never intended to keep my hospitalization from the White House or from anybody else. That's why we immediately instituted changes to the way that the authorities can be temporarily transferred to my deputy and to the way that notifications get made. Congressman Jim Banks gave him a very, very hard time on this, and I think rightly so. Uh, Congressman Jim Banks, Republican of Indiana. Mr. Secretary, help us get this straight. At what point during your hospital stay... Did you or your staff decide that the president should know about your hospitalization? As I understand it, my chief of staff uh, contacted uh, the national security advisor and advised him that I'd been hospitalized on the 4th of uh, of January. At what point during your stay was the 4th of January? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. How long into your stay was that? Well, uh, as we've uh, pointed out, as has been pointed out earlier, I, uh, days, I was admitted days to the hospital after you were on the 1st of January. Right. Okay. Um, yes or no, did you tell your staff not to inform the president, anyone on your staff? I never told anyone not to inform uh, the president, the White House, or anyone else about my hospital- hospitalization. Okay. So the, the 30-day review summary uh, lays a lot of blame at the... And, you know, they go on. Um, Congressman Michael Waltz slammed General Austin for holding himself to a different standard than the rest of the American people. What do we mean by that? Well, Congressman Waltz noted that the Marine Commandant General Eric Smith had a medical incident in November, in uh, October. It was a heart attack, and he informed the relevant parties. Michael Waltz said, quote, My teenage daughter knows to tell her supervisor if she's not going to work. The American people, truck drivers, bartenders, know they have to tell their boss or they get fired. But you've held yourself to a different standard, and that's unacceptable. I think he's right. I think he's right. If I have a medical incident where I can't make it to work for three days, who do you think the first person I'm calling outside of my wife is? It's it's the powers that be here. I don't know if I would call the owner of the network or the operations director, but I, I would call I, someone to let them know I wasn't coming into work. And yet the Secretary of Defense isn't doing that? I, I, this, I don't think, is a partisan issue. I, I'm not picking on – I don't even know if General Austin is a Democrat. He, he might be you know, not in any party. A lot of people that have worked their way up through the military ranks tend to – not register with the party. So it's not because he's part of a Democratic administration. I, you know, I'm an independent. I voted for plenty of Democrats. This is something that should bother every American and should be considered totally unacceptable. Here's more of uh, Congressman Jim Banks and General Austin. Are you surprised the president didn't call for your resignation? I'm surprised, but are you surprised that he didn't call for your resignation? The president has expressed expressed full faith and confidence in me. So you're not surprised that he didn't call for your resignation. Is it typical that the president would go three days without talking to his secretary of defense? Is that typical or is that a regular posture? 
Do you usually go days without talking to the commander? I mean, that can happen. It depends on if, whether or not the president's uh, on on uh, on travel. If I'm on travel, uh, there are times when we we do go days without direct communication. So the the big issue for me here is either the president is that aloof, or you are irrelevant. Again, maybe he was doing a little showmanship there. I think it's a good point.